Welcome to Conlanger, the podcast about constructed languages and people who create them. I'm George Corley, and this is going to be another short episode. I know that I said that by the end of June that we would have new long-form episodes, but apparently that didn't turn out to be the case. But I will inform you that I am recording this just after myself and William and Mike have had a little organizational meeting to figure out what our next uh, few episodes are going to be. And next week, we're going to be starting to record new episodes. So you can look forward to new long-form episodes of Con Langry very soon. But anyway, for now, I'm going to continue my phrasebook series. And uh, um, this was sort of a last-minute switch out because of the, uh, the topic I was going to talk about this week, I ended up uh, deciding not to do because I was having a little bit of trouble with some explaining. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research and such to get into it. So what is the topic for today? Well, it's that wonderful little question, what time is it? Now, I don't know really how useful this is anymore, unless perhaps your uh, phone didn't automatically change time zones and you're landing in a place and uh, and you need to know what time it is in order to reset it. But in any case, it is quite an interesting phrase to look at, and as well as the answers are to it are very interesting to look at from a conlang perspective, to figure out a couple different things about your conlang. So, first of all, let's talk about the question. What time is it? So, there are different ways to express this. Uh, in English, we say, what time is it? As, as in, you know, using the term time in the sense of uh, a, a point in time. Whereas... There are other languages that use different terms. In Spanish, it's que hora es? What hour is it? Uh, which is a little bit, bit similar to, you know, what time is it? But it's a less abstract term since hour is an actual, you know, unit of time. The Chinese term, and apologize for being so sort of close to my, my, my comfort zone in languages, but, uh, the, the Chinese is very interesting. You say, uh, which literally translates as now is how many o'clock? It's the best I can translate it. It's a little, that's a little bit sort of, that's a little bit sort of, uh, cheating a little bit because Dianzhong actually is not really o'clock. Uh, the, um, it's a an expression that's roughly equivalent, and zhong literally means clock, but dian is like point. So, but you get the gist. It's like how many how many points on the clock is it? How many how many how many of the time is it? Ji uh, ji is uh, generally just a question word that asks for a number, and usually you translate it as how many or how much. Uh, here, it, you might think of it as a little bit different. So that's an interesting little semantic uh, field sort of thing that, that, that you can think about. Now, the answer to that question, uh, going going back through. So in English, you say uh, things like, uh, right now as I'm recording, it's 8.50. You, have, uh, you could also say, um, 
what is it, 10 till 8, uh, things like that. Uh, there's different dialects that do uh, different things. So um, if it's uh, 4.30, uh, in American English, I would usually say uh, just 4.30 or half past 4, maybe. Uh, in Britain, people will often say half 4, which really confuses Americans sometimes. Uh uh, if, if you're not familiar with that, you can easily, like, forget that it's the half afterward. But, uh, so, there's a lot of sort of variety you can think of, even with saying the same thing. You can say 5.45 or quarter to six. Uh, and so, with different languages, of course, you have a whole bunch of different things. I know that, uh, Spanish is fairly uh has a lot of things that are fairly similar to uh the way english uh expresses it if you want to say like a till something uh um you know something like 10 till or 15 till um instead of using an until thing you say whatever the uh thing is so say it's 10 till 6 You'd say seis menos diez, so uh, six minus ten, which doesn't make sense uh, really outside of it. That would be like negative four in actual mathematics, but in the context of time, you get it. And often you have things like an and inserted in there, uh, bits and pieces like that. In Chinese, you can say uh, very similar things like si dian ban. 4.30 is 4, it's literally um, 4 point half. So, so the dian is from dian zhong, but you can leave off the, the uh, zhong usually. You can just say si dian, which to mean 4 o'clock, or si dian zhong. Uh, you can also, um, and if you had something extra after it, you never have the zhong. Right? So you have si dian ban, uh, four, four and a half, so four four thirty. Um, Sudian Shi, uh, 4.11. Uh, it's interesting that there's that point in, that word point in, in Chinese. And I do recall sometimes seeing times expressed with a point rather than a colon. Now, that's all if you're using the traditional, like, the, the, the traditional 12 hour uh, clock that everybody uses. Or, you know, conversely, um, most languages have some way of expressing the 24-hour clock as well. Um, so, like, uh, 1 o'clock is 1,300 hours in English uh, for 24-hour time. In uh, other languages, it may not actually be... They, they may just say... Uh, uh, 13 hours instead of 1300. That's a little bit of, uh, an Englishy construction in the, in the first place. Um, but moving on from that kind of thing, if you are setting your conlang on another planet, time's going to be different, isn't it? Or if you are setting it in a different time period in a, a culture that has a different way of counting time, maybe you have a culture that counts time as hours from sunrise, uh, or some, or they have like a completely different system 
that's sort of based on different celestial ob- observations than we use. Um, one example I have in a conlang that I created, and I may uh, make this document public and uh, show it to people, is I worked out a long time ago a calendar system for my con world, which includes Jez, the, the planet where the Hala live. And the Hala, they, they speak Yeltach. You probably heard me, if you are a regular listener, reference Yeltach before. I don't have any materials on it up, but it was one of my first conlangs. And so Jez is a moon of the planet, uh, Shoachta. And so as a moon of a gas giant, it's tidally locked. The, the gas giant Shoachta is always in the sky. And where, where the, the, uh, Hala live is on the inner side of the planet, the, the, the side facing, uh, Shoachta. So it is really up in, in the sky at all times. And they have sort of a special, uh, the, they give a sort of special status to the point on Jez where Shoachta is always directly overhead. Now, when you have that situation, it's very different from Earth. First of all, the orbital period and the time of day, the, the, uh, sort of length of a day is exactly the same. So, because of tidal, tidal locking. So, uh, the sort of day is, uh, I'll have to look that up, but it's something like, uh, 36 hours long or something, or no, actually like 30, 30 earth days long or something like that. But I also had sort of, this is almost more of a calendar than, than time is I divided each orbital period of jizz into six, um, times. Now, the three times that would be during the, the sort of a little bit, you could call it the daytime, the, the time where Jez would be facing its parent star, Sech, are named based on celestial phenomena. So there's one period of time that is, if I can look at his, it's called Sech Keltak. So Sech rising. So the sunrise, basically. Then the third one of this, I'll get to the, the second one in a minute, is sech yech, sech descending, so sunset. And then, but between those two, the idea is that if you have a moon of a gas giant, there's a certain period of time where the uh, star will actually pass behind that planet if you are on the inner side and looking. Uh, something that some people have called a noon eclipse. And so that in Yeltach is called Sech Taskach, Sech Hidden. So um, that was just a, uh, and also I had three periods during the night that were just numbered. And uh, it was called something like Shochrota, uh, uh, the spirit time, whatever. Um, now, of course, now, that was just a, sort of an idea. Of course, there, there are like smaller units to, to be a little bit more useful because those, I think each one of those is something like six days long or something. But, um, and of course, that's 
something I developed for a specific con world of mine. But you can get, you can see how it might be interesting if you're creating an alien world to just make a totally, a, a, a total, totally different, um, system of measuring time. You almost have to. That's about all that I really needed to, wanted to talk about. So a little note about, you know, how in the first place do you ask, what time is it? And then, you know, a little bit about when you are, you know, if you're setting your conlang in the real world, um, how you expressed, you know, the, the general, you know, numerical time that, uh, everyone in the modern world is familiar with. And a little bit about how, if you are creating an alien, a totally different con world, doesn't have to be aliens and science fiction if you're doing a uh, fantasy world. You, you might research historically how people have counted time on, on Earth. So uh, hopefully that's a little bit uh, of useful sort of inspirational stuff. And I will talk to you guys next time uh, very soon with William and Mike along with me and we'll have a great time. So until then, I'm going to say happy conlanging. Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. You can send questions, comments, or topic or featured language suggestions to conlangery at gmail.com. To submit a Conlang or Natlang greeting for the top of the show, see our Contribute page for details. Web space for Conlangery is provided by the Language Creation Society, and our theme music is by Null Device. Music